Welcome to Love Your Reports. I'm Paul Felix, your host, and this is episode number three. In today's episode, I want to talk about value. Whenever you're building a reporting solution, ultimately we're trying to add value, needless to say, and it's pretty darn important that we have some structure way of measuring the value that we're going to be adding or we hope to add. So that's what we're going to talk about here today. Over the past week or so, I've, I've been on the road and, and I've had the opportunity to sit down and, and meet with prospects and clients. And really, we're talking about, you know, what are we trying to achieve in the coming uh, year or so or in the near term? And when we're doing that, we're thinking, first of all, what opportunities do we have? And which of those opportunities are the lowest hanging fruit? Which one of them are going to return the largest value for the organization uh, the quickest? Or maybe even the ones that um, we can support with the least amount of effort and still capture that value. So it just became pretty apparent that we really have to have a clear understanding of, of value so we can measure that value and um, uh, hopefully come up with an actual number that we can use to determine if we were or were not successful in meeting our objectives. So before I jump into the components of value, at least in the way I think about them, I want to talk a little bit about the triple constraint, because I think it ties directly into this conversation. And the triple constraint, you may already be familiar with this, but the triple constraint briefly is the intersection of three different components. When you think about a project or, or a process, that project or process has cost associated with it. It is, um, it has a certain speed or, or speed of delivery associated. And then there's the quality mechanism or quality component. Also, maybe you can consider that the scope of the, of the, um, process. And the theory here is that if you impact one of those components positively, one or two of them positively, you're going to have to negatively impact the other. So if you're able to reduce cost and maintain the same speed, then your scope is going to have to be reduced for all things to be equal. Or if you increase your scope and you increase your speed, then you also have to increase your cost. So I'm, I'm bringing this up because when I think about value, I, I really think it it's sort of um, easy to 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 understand if we just simply say we're breaking the triple constraint. Our goal here is to break that constraint. In other words, we want to have a reduced cost and we want to maintain or increase our speed and quality. That's adding value. It's not keeping everything equal. It's, it's actual, actually a value add. Uh, or we want to be able to increase the speed at the same cost and quality. Again, that's adding value. So the triple constraint, um, I think, is a pretty useful tool to help us as we're trying to quantify this thing, this value um, um, opportunity. All right, so let's jump into the components of value. I like to break value down into three categories. And these three categories are expense reduction, increase in revenue, and risk reduction. So let's talk about each of those three. Starting out with expense reduction, this one's probably the, um, you know, the, it, this is what all of us are often thinking about. You know, if we're going to increase value or if we're going to improve something with reporting, then we got an existing process out there 
you know, we can easily say that process is consuming, you know, X amount of resources. It's taking a certain amount of time to be um, implemented. And um, here's our quality measurement. This is how often we're successful in that process or unsuccessful. So we can really measure what's going on today with some process. And then we can say, great, if we're going to take the cost of that process and reduce it, then of course that's an expense reduction. And if we do so without um, compromising the speed or quality, then we've added value. Now, now the, um, you know, the, the expense reduction here doesn't just have to be the direct cost of that process, right? So we can take a, a, um, a, a well-designed reporting solution and inject it in a process, make that process faster. And therefore we've reduced the cost because now we need less resources. You know, now we need less, whatever it is it takes less cost of goods to do this thing. I don't know, whatever it might be. So it's not just the direct cost equation that, that results in an expense reduction, but it can also be, you know, increasing the speed of a process or reducing the number of faults within a process. All of those things can reduce the overall expense of a process. Now, the other thing about expense reduction is that, you know, we might be looking at something that um, a process that's already in place, you know, there's already money being spent on something, or we could be looking at a process which, um, you know, we're trying to figure out how to put in place. And of course, whenever you already have the process in place, it's, it's a lot easier to actually quantify the cost of that process. We can, again, we can sit down and we can say, well, here's the people involved. Here's the, here's the overhead involved. And here's the results of that thing. We can really quantify that to the point where we say, okay, you know, this thing's costing us $100 a week and it's yielding whatever, $200 a week. So there you go. That's our baseline. So if we're going to reduce the expenses on this thing, then we've got to either take that $100 and turn it into $50 or take the $200 that it's yielding and turn it into $300. That's, those are both ways of uh, expense reduction. So the next category here is the opposite. You know, this is the increased revenue. If we're going to increase the revenue, you know, in the example that we just gave, we have to, we have to kind of step away from the, you know, the, uh, the expense side of it and say, well, how do we make this thing more valuable? How do we actually get a larger return from this investment? Now, again, the same, the same principles apply here, of course, where you, if you have a, um, an existing process and you're just trying to improve it, then, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to measure this thing. We can say, okay, here's where we're getting out of this existing process. And if we're going to improve it, then how do we get more out of it without investing more into it? And that would be an increased revenue resulting in an increased value. And of course, if it's a new process and it's a little bit more difficult, we don't know exactly what it's going to cost, but that doesn't really, you know, I don't think that's a, um, while it is more difficult to calculate things, it really shouldn't be a, um, a blocker here in identifying the value. Because if you're starting a process, you already recognize there's value in creating this process. And, you know, if, if you want the process to run efficiently so it can be as valuable 
as it can possibly be be made. So part of that process cost could be calculated with and without the use of accurate and timely reporting so that the process runs efficiently. And you really could say that expense reduction and revenue increase, increasing revenue, are really pretty much the same thing in a way, right? When we talk about reporting, we're again injecting reports within a process or we're assisting someone in making better decisions, which is a process in itself. So whether or not the report is actually reducing expenses or increasing revenue is, you know, in the end, you, you decide what you want to call it. You know, if we're reducing this or if we're increasing the speed of something and therefore reducing costs and increasing the revenue that's able to be captured within a period of time, are we increasing revenue or are we reducing expenses? Right. It's, it's really one in the same whenever you think about this from an efficiency standpoint. Now, the third category is risk reduction. This one is, uh, you know, it's more difficult to, to capture the actual act of value that's associated with this thing. You know, what is the value in reducing risk? That's, uh, again, that's more difficult. But here's how I would uh, think about this. If you are looking at a process and you take, um, you know, you look at the failure scenario of that process. If we're going to do this thing and it fails, what is that going to cost us? That's the, that's the first variable that we want to figure out here. If we're going to build this thing, if we're going to put this process in place, what if it fails? How much does that cost? And often you have to say, how much does it cost within a month or how much does it cost within a quarter or whatever it is, you're going, to have to, you're going to have to put that into some type of scope. And once you know what the cost of failure is, then the next question becomes, well, how much of that cost can we mitigate? You know, if, the thing is, if this thing failing is going to cost us $500,000 and we can mitigate, we believe, by whatever, by increasing or, or excuse me, decreasing the amount of time it takes us to identify the risk or likely failure or completely eliminate the failure, one or the other. How much of that risk can we mitigate? So it's $500,000 in risk and we can mitigate, you know, 300,000 of it. Well, now we got two numbers. The next part of that equation is going to be the likelihood of failure. You know, if you know, if you know that you've got a $500,000 risk and you know, based on history or, um, you know, it could just be based on intuition here, but you know that there's a good chance that something's going to fail at some point in the future. Uh, let's just say it's going to fail once within the next year. Then if that's the case, well, now we got a $500,000 cost at some point in the next year. And if we think that we can um, reduce that failure, uh, or we can mitigate 300,000 of that risk. Well, there we go. Now we got a $300,000, um, value on this investment. Now there is going to be a remaining risk in that, in that scenario, um, which is nearly always going to be the case when we're talking about calculating risk and risk mitigation. 
Now, the, the other side of risk, uh, I think, is where we just simply talk about monitoring something. If you're the CEO or, you know, the manager of any process and you're, um, let's just say you're not able to measure that process in any way, shape or form. So it's just kind of going along day by day and you don't really know if, um, you know, if that process is being successful or unsuccessful. Um, or maybe, you know, it's going to be successful or unsuccessful at some delayed point in the future. Uh, this is often the case when we talk about managing processes because it's not the managers often that are actually involved in in the day to day operations. It's it's the um, it's the individual contributors that are in there doing this thing, and they may have some feel for how things are going, but the the leadership or the management of the process needs to actually understand where they're at on meeting the goal. So the monitoring piece of this um, is it, it falls into this risk reduction side of things. You could really say it falls into any of these categories, expense reduction, increased revenue or risk reduction, but I feel like it, it falls into risk reduction because again, just thinking from the CEO standpoint, if I can't monitor my business and understand what's going on, let's just say from a month to month basis or even month to date basis, then it's going to be after something fails before I'm aware of that failure. I don't know the failure is, is coming until after it actually happens. So what's the value in measuring something? You know, it maybe I could figure out that there's actually a failure in, you know, uh, a month versus finding out at the end of the quarter when all the financials come out that, Oh, we didn't actually meet the goal. And that now I don't have any time to impact anything to improve that situation. So that's the risk reduction side of things. You know, and, and again, the, the common theme here, I think, to be fair, when we're, when we're grading a process or, or a, um, a project even, is we've got to compare an ideal scenario to the current scenario. You know, here's what we have today currently, if we don't have reporting in place or we have inadequate reporting in place or we have any reporting in place, what would that look like in an ideal scenario? And can we can we actually create that ideal scenario by improving the process, by giving the decision makers the information they need to make better decisions, you know, by taking the business process, identifying the decision point and injecting information into that process so that it actually takes a path that more often results in success. All right. So we've talked quite a bit here about how we can calculate value, which is again, very important because we have to be able to know what the opportunity is before we decide to invest in capturing that opportunity. But that investment is the next part. It is pretty easy at this point. You know, we, we don't have to guess a whole lot about what it takes to actually deliver on the reporting solution that's required to capture this value. And we're going to talk about that more in future podcasts, but here, let's just say that we do calculate the cost of a reporting solution. And uh, if that cost is lower than the value that we're trying to capture, and we think we can do this at a high level of confidence, then it becomes a no-brainer. We need to get this solution in place. On the other hand, if there's no value to be captured, and uh, or if the reporting solution is going to exceed the possible value that we can capture, well, then you should never undertake the process of building a reporting solution at all. 
uh, at least not until that value proposition changes. Now, one thing I want to mention here is that when you're building your Reportopia and you're starting from scratch, it's going to cost more to meet that, to meet the first milestone. You know, if, you, if, you've, cap, if you've identified a value proposition that's worth $50,000 to you uh, every year, whatever it might be, every quarter, and uh, you know you got to go build this solution, well, the very first um, effort that you undertake has more cost associated with it because you got to build that foundation. You know, there's all kinds of things that need to happen and you got to get this thing off the ground. So the very first um, build out is going to cost more. It might cost you $20,000 to meet that, that first um, uh, deliverable or first value opportunity. But after you have this thing off the ground, it, you know, assuming you're building on a solid foundation and you're, you're, fo you're following the best practices, hopefully future opportunities become a lot more, um, a lot easier to, um, you know, to, to, to capture because you've already got this foundation in place. Maybe you just need to extend it a little bit so you can actually get this new opportunity captured. Or, or maybe you've already got everything in place that you need. It's just a matter of, you know, authoring a new report or tweaking something a little bit so you can capture this new opportunity. So again, the initial effort may be a little bit more expensive, but once you have that foundation in place, future opportunities should be easier to capture. All right, so let's just recap here briefly. So we started out today talking about value propositions, and we talked briefly about the triple constraint, cost, speed, and quality. And then we, we broke the value components down into three categories, expense reduction, the increased revenue, and risk reduction. Talked about how we might calculate each of those things or how they impact the triple constraint. And in the end, it's really quite simple. Before we get started, we need, we need to identify the value. We need to know exactly what the opportunity is. And we need to understand what it's going to cost to capture that value. Okay, I'll leave it there this week. If any of you have any feedback for me, feel free to reach out. Paul at loveyourreports.com is my address. You can find me on Twitter at Paul B. Felix. Wish you all the best. Happy reporting.